go now to Toko Budaza, who is uh, currently in Johannesburg. Uh, good morning, Toko. Good morning, ma'am. Hi. So you you are the Eastern Cape Soul City manager. Yes, but now I'm actually no longer the Eastern Cape. I'm I'm also the Western Cape, Eastern Cape, and uh, KZN. So you're the you're the you're the big boss. <laughs> I um I was told that you do wonderful work, and um it wasn't just working in the Shabines. Uh, in the work that you do with uh, with the Pusa Wise campaign, it seems like you're somebody who is an activist for HIV and AIDS, and you constantly are out there on on behalf of fellow South Africans trying to make their lives better. But let's start with the Pusa Wise campaign. Tell us where that started from. Oh, okay. At, at Soul City, basically, it's it's. It, it was just re- realizing that um, people are drinking, particularly the vulnerability or, and the violence that comes from drinking, you know, mm. um, violence against women, violence even against men, you know, you yeah. even domestic violence at home, everything stems around people drinking. So it would like we especially interpersonal violence. Let's put it that way. Okay. So we 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 found ways of how do we then engage our shippings, uh, how do we engage just the whole drinking space, um, and we started low and we went and and, and we went around shippings and we tried to realize things that could give that that could. Um, um, creates this violence or that could lead to violence. And it became just a simple thing, for instance, where, as I was saying, that the toilets, um, the toilets behind in a dark, dingy space where men usually would just pee anywhere, you know, uh, but the women have to go to these toilets. And that's where the violence happens. Like, that's where the rapes happens, you know. So you engage, we, we try to engage with the shipping owners, and like, like just changing something like that, where can you bring the toilet forward, you know, where people can see it, where there's, you know, mm. and then also you look at the space in the shipping, like the space is is, is so tight, you know. Um, when, pe- pe- when people fall over each other like that, you know, there's bound to be um, someone, you know, uh, pissing off someone or something like that. So we, we, we engage shipping owners around just those, but we call it we, a 10-point plan. So we look at different things, even selling alcohol to, to, to children, um, in that space, even even looking at someone who's drunk, you know, mm. how do shipping owners engage? And usually in your shipping, um, where you drink, you drink in your community, you know. It's hardly you would go to a shipping that's in Kailicha while you live in Mitchell's Plain, you know. Mm. That shipping owner knows you. Um, so how about when you're drunk, they, they, they accompany you home and they ask you to stop drinking, you know, or they don't sell to you anymore. So it's those kind of things that we engage around, just making um, shippings a drinking food. But if you also, in particularly for us, we released a study last year, which was showing that young women in particular are drinking a lot more these days. Mm. Um, and how do you then even, and for me, I was like, but at the same time, if you're looking to young women and people, everyone is just saying, okay, they shouldn't be drinking, they shouldn't be drinking, but they are drinking, so what are you doing about it? Yeah. Uh, you look yeah. at the Kailita scenery that, like, uh, when the she being fell in, in Kailita, who got hurt the most? It was young, underage women in that space, you know? But guess what the community was saying? 
when when we're talking about it, it's like, what were they doing there anyway? So it's like a mm. young woman, once they step outside into, when they step into a shipping, the community denounces them. The community doesn't care about them anymore. They've just become something else once they are in that shipping. Even the shipping queen doesn't care that there's an old man lurking over a young person there buying her drinks um, and grabbing her home. You know, mm. so that that's basically around those that that's the, the Pusawai campaign is around that thinking, and but also the children, children like um, you look at seeds for instance in the Western Cape, which is um, where I'm I'm working with this campaign now in Louisville in South Bay. It's like we, we uh, when you engage young people there or even women who are drinking while they're pregnant, you, and the other one said, I'm drinking because I want the baby to be small. Wow. You know, and I, wow. yeah. you know? and wow. I hear when the baby is small, I, and then I can have an easy birth. I hear when you're drinking alcohol. But he, they had no idea about seeds. Like, they had no idea that they had fetal alcohol, fetal alcohol um, syndrome, that, mm. that they could affect the baby. So, and they were like, wow, this is the first time I hear this. Mm. So mm. it means our clinics are not engaging. So we engage them around that information. We engage them around what does it mean for you to send a, a five-year-old to go and buy you beers? But now, um, I mean, I love what you're doing, but I can't imagine what kind of reception you get. Um, who do you who who do you talk to? Is it the Shabin Queen? Um, how how do you get entry into those those tricky? Uh, angles, as you say, moving toilets out of the dark corner is a wonderful idea. But I'm assuming, first of all, that it's portable, and that you've got buy-in from the Shabins. How how do you get that? Um, first, it, it's it's a it's a lot of work. And, <laughs> yes, and, and, yes. And, and it, networking, yeah, and networking. Uh, but we we engage different uh, people around that space. It will be the police. Uh, we engage them. We engage the community action teams, different people, but we, but our target would be the Shabin Queens. But we also do a lot of training with them, you know, okay. till they buy into the idea. So it's sometimes it's just a simple, just one, it will take five training for that person in different aspects of, of, of alcohol. And you find that even the Shabin owners do not understand sometimes what is happening you know, around them or how it affects, you know. So it, it sometimes just takes a conversation. But saying, I, I, I really didn't know that my work or the, the kind of space that I'm providing is affecting women that much. So sometimes you get an instant buy-in, sometimes you don't, sometimes you do. But we also do um, tavern patrols as part of the uh, Pusawai's campaign where we get a community of volunteers who mm. would, then after we've trained those shippings, you know, who would, like, when they see, they would do it as a small patrol, and when they see a child, before it says, you're selling alcohol to a child, this is what, and then they would still engage. So we, it, it's constant uh, layers of, of, of work around it, you know. So, it, yeah, it is difficult. <laughs> now, I mean, you, you, I mean, you, the work you do is around gender violence, as you said, but it's, it's not only women who violate it, so you, you have an awareness of that. Um, I, I'm, I understand that you also look at at the kind of, of music that's playing in the Shabins, which might be derogatory towards towards women. That's the, that the, I think, actually, it's, it's going back to, to, to what I was saying, that, immediately the space is unfriendly for for women 
and it's saying young women are meat, especially young women, you know, women are just meat. You get there, it's like you, they, they're talking, um, what is this, uh, El Vovo Tirango is telling, is singing, we'll take them home, you know, and people are dancing to that and people are, so even just the music is not, it's talking about yellow bones, you know, there's, you know, it, it's just even okay. that space, so but- we, it's, it's, is it easy to get people to change the music? Because if that's the music that everyone's, you know, jiving to, jawling to, drinking to, I mean, at the at the end of the day, a Shabin Tavern owner um, wants to make a profit. No, no, it, it's not easy to change the music. And no. actually, we don't even, we. It's, sometimes it's just for us, because our oh. work is not only with the Shabin owners, but okay. we also do it with the community surrounding that Shabin. Yes. Yes. So where we would have community dialogues around issues of alcohol. Oh. And so it's to create a sense of awareness yes. that the space is like that. And how do oh. we, within that space, okay. uh, protect especially women? Because uh, so, it's an interesting topic. I know that uh, Eusebius once did a topic on his show and he was talking about how some lyrics of some music are so, so rough towards women and so objectify women. And he, he was, people were being really honest and they were calling in and then they were saying, I hate the lyrics when I listen to it, but I can't stop myself dancing from it because it's the tune that gets me. Um, so even if, if men are aware of this um, music, um, a lot of people don't sit and, and think and and cogitate over the lyrics. But as you say, it's that kind of undermining of women and that sense of that it's almost predest- uh, preordained that women are going to get abused um, when they're part of the whole Shabin lifestyle. Exactly, and, and, and especially even the community reaction then around that, um, that sort of condemns women into, into the, once you enter that space. So even when you're looking for help yeah. um, as, as a woman from a community, but the first thing is that you're drunk. No, that one sits there by, by mum, mum, she being anyway, you know. So I ah, just let her be, she's drunk, you know. So there's no, so it's, it's basically creating that awareness and creating that thought. And, and, and sometimes I think for me, even if you were, as, as people sort of would dance to the music, they would look at the music, but they never thought what the music means. You know, yes, and yes. once you start creating that sense of awareness, they'll never, yes. may, they may never stop dancing to it, but maybe they may denounce the meaning of it. Yes, and have conversations around conversations. how inappropriate it is. Uh, currently, I'm chatting with Toko Badaza, and uh, she is from Joburg, and she travels around different provinces, and she looks at gender violence and 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 what can be done also around helping people with HIV and AIDS. Um, uh, Toko, um, people speak very highly of you and the work you do. And it's about just your energy and how you use uh, theatre as well. And you go to talk to people in churches. It's not just about Shabin work. Do you have a passion for this? Yes, uh, (laughs) definitely. Uh, I'm a rape survivor myself. Okay. Um, From from the age of eight, um, even someone entering my house as an adult, so um for me that that stems from that and 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 from and, and even keeping children safe so even mm. children are part of my my passion and and i feel like as parents we're very lax around uh, the safety of our children you know 
we live with unknown men in, 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 you know, you have, you get a boyfriend tomorrow. It's all about yourself, but you don't think uh, when you move in with this boyfriend, what, what, what does, what does it mean for your children? So it's, it's basically just creating that, that awareness about children's safety as well. And, and, and so it's, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. And, and so I was ta- I was hearing that you also, you do work around getting people to, to have home gardens so that if you're HIV and your immune system is, is uh, obviously compromised, uh, if you grow your own garden so that you can get better nutrition. Is that something you do yes. privately or, or part uh, of the organization? Yes, it's part of Soul City as well. So what is, we've partnered with an organization called Abalimi. And Abalimi is based in the in the Western Cape. Um, you should hear this woman, Mama Kaba, was the CEO of, of Abalimi, and she she touched me the first time when I met her, and that's when I knew this is something I wanted to to do. So it's urban gardens, really, uh, where she says, you know what, in Kailicha, people will come and be like, this space, people are getting raped and people are getting dumped, bodies are getting dumped there. She says, I turn that space into a garden, you oh, know. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, wow, this this this. Is this is this is awesome, you know, and but at the same time they've created an organization called the um, Harvest of Hope, where these gardens have grown. They've grown so big that now they provide organic gardens to organic vegetables. So on top of eating the vegetables, they also provide the organic um, vegetables to restaurants around the, the around Cape Town. So we've partnered with them in Saldana Bay in Louisville. Louisville is is a community where. It's alcohol is a problem. Mm. You know, alcohol is a huge, big, big problem. Unemployment is a problem. HIV is a problem. So we've started then in schools. If you if you've noticed our schools now, they've got big space, big spaces that are not used. You know, yeah, yeah. big land because we no longer have sports. I think or, or something like that because the playgrounds are just huge. And so we've partnered with some of the schools to just provide us the land. And and part of the thing is to help feed the children, help fuel the community. But at the end, at the end of the day, we want to also create uh, businesses for, for, for the people. Um, so that's basically it. And also create urban gardens in our community, community spaces that are open, that are not being used, but that, that, that um, turn into, into spaces for criminals to hide in. Mm. Why not put a symbol of hope, a symbol of... I think a garden is the most beautiful thing, you know, mm. that you mm. you to 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 mark that that sort of space, but also just feeding the people healthy, nutritious food. I mean, I was I was um, just a simple idea that we had, which we we implementing there is that we the the people who sell vegetables on the streets they buy their vegetables in Cape Town, which is Cape Town is like two hours away. Mm. What if they were buying from our garden? What mm. if they were taking from their own garden to sell the vegetables? Street hawking, yeah. So that's basically the idea behind that that work. And it's really about making uh, communities aware, and that that whole idea of nurturing and giving back, um, and and wonderful for people who the HIV who often say it costs more money to eat to eat healthy, and and that's that's a natural way of of doing it. I think we need to go back to basics. Yes. You yes. know, that's it, just really, it's expensive to, I hear even simple people who are on a diet and have to eat vegetables. It's actually very expensive. Mm. So let's go back to basics. We've got the spaces that are unused. Let's use them. Um, and it, it, it just takes a little bit of dedication and, and you're home.
Now, one of the things that many people comment on these days is, is, is the age often of the young women who get HIV and the whole idea of the fact that the, the men are often a lot older than them and that whole sort of sugar daddy um, issue and men giving young women airtime in you know, as a gift, but it really is a payment, I suppose, for for sex. How how do you counter that? Okay, so we've got two wonderful programs, uh, and but the, the ethos of those problems uh, of of those programs for us is called Rise Young Women's Clubs and So Bodies Clubs. And now I'll, I'll talk more about it. But the ethos of them is to for young people, especially young women, to identify problems. Um, to problems that are particular to young women, be it rape, be it HIV, be it uh, schooling, you know, be it anything, mm. and 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 then build a sense of support around them, but also a sense of um, active citizenship, you know, for them to tackle, to find solutions to uh, to their own issues, you know, and and it and it's a simple simple. Uh, we do it very simply because we're working with young people, so we form these clubs um, in schools. Uh, for young women, and but also for soul bodies, which is a mixture of boys and girls, um, and th- we teach these children how to, to to identify these issues, how to how to then tackle them. I'll make an example. You know, in our communities, we've got counselors, um, counselors who are responsible for programs around that ward or, or something like that, and young women never even thought of. They never think of engaging that person. That what are you doing for young women? Then can I call you a national manager of Soul City now? Yes, you can. Okay, because you kind of it's uh, you know you, it's no longer as you say just the Eastern Cape, um, and you are part of the Western Cape. So before the news, we were talking about involving the community. Yes, so it, it, it was basically involving young women to take action and, and and young women and children to take action of their issues, identifying them and and. Um, and finding solutions to that, you know, mm-hmm. and and for us that is very important uh, because we, as adults, when you're stepping into that space of uh, trying to understand issues that face you, uh, the youth and and children, we we sort of bring our adult perception of it. I'll make an example about this. We once engaged a primary school around pregnancy. We we both engaged um, the adults, and when do when do these children sleep with um, with these people? And the children, the, the people, the, the older people were like, these children don't listen. You know, they when we are sleeping, they get out of the windows and and all of that to meet with these boys. And the children were saying we're actually sleeping with them between that time, between two and five o'clock. Yeah, you know, and 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 had we designed the program around the adult perception we would have missed the boat totally, yes, yes, you know, yes. we would have. And and for us, it spoke it spoke directly to the fact that we in our families these days with that a child can come home to no one, you know. Yeah. I, I yeah. remember growing up, there was always someone at home when I came back from school. But these days, we uh, the family structure is, is a bit different than in our time, you know. Mm. And there's also, I never even used to come home before four o'clock, you know, because there was always a debating team, there was the choir, there was, you know, there was all sorts of things that I was involved in. Mm. But these things are lacking in our schools. So when you design a program, then you have to target those things. You can't target uh, how do you stop children? You know, you would, mm. you would miss the boat. You've so got to be realistic. Why, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's why we engage then the young people to say, what are your problems? How do we find solutions to your problems? How mm-hmm. can we support you? And so one of the things, um, and, 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 and to build active citizenship, build leadership mm-hmm. amongst them, and build but the sort of confidence um, mm. around around them. So I'll make an example as well that you get to young people, you, you get counselors, as I was saying, that are in, in wards that are doing programs. So you find that they're bringing, they're buying soccer teams, they're doing soccer tournaments, but mm. they're doing nothing for young women, you know? Mm. So you teach these young women that you've got these structures that you can go to and that you can engage around, you know? And so they would be like, they'll go to a counselor now because you've given them the tools to go to a counselor and say, what are you doing for young women? How are you supporting young women? And we think this is how you can support young women, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll make an example. We even have young women going to the clinic, you know, where we, we had this one clinic that was giving wrong information about this um, um, contraceptives that you put under the um, the arm. I don't know. They call it the, the chip or something like that. The implanon. The implanon, yes. Yeah, into and the arm, into the arm, and and the clinic, a lot of young women were being turned back there, or they were turning back there because one of the nurses kept on saying, "You will never give birth, you know, um, if you use this." Wow. this, this wow. You know, okay. they kept on giving this wrong information mm. around that, mm. and the young women went and and they went and with my support, we went there and were like, we would like an implant on, yes. and and when she started, you know, and then that's when we we're like, "You're wrong." You know, this is what we know about the implementon. Stop giving young women wrong information. You know, mm-hmm. so you, it's still, it's that kind of thing. And you can imagine how many pregnancies that that sister uh, had caused. Because you could think it's something small, mm-hmm. but how many young women wanted protection from unwanted pregnancies, knowing their own situations. You know, yeah. so yeah. it's it's really building it's about, that. It's problem. about and also giving uh, support and and feeling empowered. I mean. Um, what do you talk about the implanon? You know, I also had experience of young women who would come to me and they'd had an implanon uh, inserted and they said um, it wasn't working for them. And when they went to the clinic, the clinic refused to remove them. And I said, but that's nonsense if it doesn't work for you. And the clinic says, no, we've got to keep it in for research purposes. And and it's, you know, I said, but that's absolute nonsense. And, you know, and all they needed was to know that. And I said, if you want me to speak to the sister, I'm happy to do so. But it was just about me reinforming them that they were in charge of their own health and that you know there were certain reasons that it wouldn't work for them and so you know it's about empowering a young woman and and also I'm, I'm curious about the theater because it's not just young women it's also young men Exactly, exactly. So that's why we've got um, we, we do the soul bodies um, which which um, which we mix with both boys and and uh, boys both boys and girls, you know, and even even from that perspective, you know, from the you find that we start with the children uh, from the age of eight, you know, and you go up, you find a lot of young men, uh, the, the the children dropping out, the boys, you know, they 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 drop out of the program and they start having a perception this is a girl thing, you know, mm. so even that that small Lanyana perspective for me is like how do we then reach our boys? from that age, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm making an example with the Soul Buddies program, and like that touched me and that still touches me today. They, they built a house for, ad, ad, for another child, you know, for other, um, there were three boys 
who were often vulnerable, and when the soldiers noticed where they lived, they went and built that house. And it was basically understanding that you can go to cash build and ask for donations, you know, mm. and they do it in their own way. And they went and they asked for donations, and when they got the donations, and, they, and then after that, they went and asked the parents to say, any parent who's ever been able to, you know, to do, to, to lay a brick somewhere mm. and this house was built a two-bedroom house and these were children you know Wonderful. and wow. you know you can imagine how that child is going to grow up knowing mm. this is the contribution I may, I'm making in, in, in the society that I'm able to make a contribution and therefore I need to take care of myself I'm, I need to value myself mm. you know that that's the kind of thing I'm capable of mm. you know so that's it for, for, for us it stems from from that and and these children now you you find even the boys is that when when there's a teacher who's sleeping with children in school they the soul buddies would 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 call that teacher out because they know they've got the support from adults mm. unlike these you know these days children tell us things and we don't listen you know when a child says teacher mang mang is is doing these things to us you know um we don't listen we're like how oh, no teacher is such a respectable mm. person and whatever mm. but soul buddies they know that there's avenues around where how to, how to engage in that space they know that there's even um there's committees there's there's the principals and if the if the principal doesn't do anything about it then there's soul city then there's department of education you know those mm. kind of things mm. so we 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 try and create uh, the space for children to understand that you can always speak out. There's always someone. If you're getting raped at home, speak to someone. Mm. You know, you can speak to someone. There's this space. So that's where we are with with with, with the program that we're doing called Rise Young Women's Club and the Soul Buddies Club. And in the churches, uh, how do you how are you active in churches? At the, that one, I would be honest and say that's my personal space. Okay. <laughs> more than, more than the work, uh, but but, but it's interesting that you what you're saying is that at everyone. Um, everyone has a contribution to make in their community, and and so um, what all the the programs that you were telling me about understanding that people operate in the community, and what you're saying is you operate in the church. So tell us what you do in your personal capacity. In in my personal capacity, I do. Um I do talk, um, give rape talks around, I tell my story basically mm. around rape, you know, mm. uh, because I find that the space, uh, the church's space doesn't lend itself to that uh, a whole lot. So you really need to be brave to do that. So I, I do I do tell my story and I do get, engage uh, young people within that space, um, especially around the violence, because you find, um, you find that... Um, Women in that in the chat space, to be honest, um, they're very vulnerable. Mm. You know, mm. they're vulnerable to their beliefs. Mm. They're vulnerable to the Bible. They're vulnerable. So, and even the interpretation of the the Bible to 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 you know the interpretation of the Bible to put the space of where where do women be, belong? Yes. You know, yes. so and how do you then help? You? So for me, it's basically help young women saying that actually the, 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 the Christian space, and because that's where I talk around, the Christian space or even any other religion for me does value women, you know, and you've got the space and, and, and you don't, you've got other avenues even outside of church to talk. No one has the right to rape you. Yeah. No one has the right, even if they're praying for you, even if they, they're doing what. Rape is a crime, yes. you know. So it's basically just for me to create the awareness in churches, and and I've had um and and I've had favorable responses where young people have come up, have come forward and said, you know, actually, I I used to before I come to this church, I used to go to the tent, one of the churches in the tent, and the pastor raped me there, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then finding the support around that, you mm-hmm. know, 
um, that is support for you. There's um, the, you to, to get, like I said, have we tested for HIV around that space? And even finding people who are HIV positive in, 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 in church. So, so that's the other work that I do is that uh, so that they can engage with, you know, with, they can get the support, they can get the medication that they, they need. Because some churches, like you keep on drinking holy water, holy water, and it's not helping and you're not taking your ARVs. So mm. it's basically helping. And, and in, in, in originally, um, I'm a, I'm a bio, biotechnologist, I'd say, in terms of the science. So I understand the science of HIV mm. and a lot of people. So I also do simplified workshops in terms of, of trying to understand HIV. And a lot of people, actually, I found that they were taking they take um, chances around the gaps of science, not understanding science. Mm. For instance, I make an example. Someone says, Mang Mang gave birth to some to, to a child who was HIV negative, you know, and because we, we don't make them understand what is the science behind when a child is born HIV negative from an HIV positive mother, you know, mm. a simple thing like that, that the mother, the mother doesn't share the, the blood with the child. The child only gets infected when they're born, you know, mm. and, and, and people don't understand that, you know, mm. and they take gaps and even especially in the churches. So I do these simplified workshops to, under, to make them understand the science, particularly even when we're talking about the holy water, like when you're taking holy water, what does it mean? What does ARVs mean? Mm. And, 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 and and, and and how they're not affecting, you know, your, your religious space, mm. you know. And how, to, and, and how to use your, your prayer as a form of support, but not, not as a form that can harm you when, you know, um, and some people do get confused by that. Exactly, exactly. Especially in this day and age in, in, in South Africa where we're getting your dooms and, and all yes. of that in churches yes. now. Yeah. So how how that space is not supposed to harm you that space is supposed to be a healing space yes, for you yes yeah yes, no yes. It, definitely that's exactly what i i, I target mm, mm, mm. Yeah. well and um, even engaging men you know yes. men church 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 men around um around just how to treat women you know what women so i do gender equality workshops and yeah. it's a very tough space around there but you do find men who who are willing to to listen and who are willing, you know, you, you, when you do, when you talk to men, uh, I, I will never forget a workshop that I did um, a long time ago where we, we, we looked at what, what, what they were missing at home. You know? So we took videos of children, you know, they are children, bath time, different things, concerts and all of that. And, and we showed this men, and these were men that were not involved in their children's lives, you know, mm-hmm. and who thought that care, Leave, stands in the in, in like care is only care for children is only done by women, and they were in tears when they saw what they missing in terms of the children. So sometimes it's just to reach to to mm. that space of, mm. of of men. Like I was like because they thought, but I, I don't even think what what men thought about past time for a child is, is about, you know. I think they thought this messy thing, but they, didn't, they missed the girls. It was when they missed the, the, the boys um, or the child's first walk, you know. And men were touched around that, and that was to appeal. They were like, I'll never not be involved in my, in my, in my child's life again, you know, mm-hmm. because I didn't understand how, what I'm missing, you know, yeah, that's yeah. A, how special that first walk is. So I also do that, that kind of work. Well, clearly, um, I, I, I was not misled by Cher, who spoke so highly of you. <laughs> and it's been a wonder, wonderful having you on, on air. And it's been a wonder to hear of the, the many programs that, that you're involved in, in your professional and your, your private uh, capacity. And I think we certainly need more people like you in South Africa. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's it was my, nice talking to you. It's my pleasure.